Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing very well. I have this problem with multiple channel communication that I'm really poor at. It's a multi, it's a multiple inputs, multiple, you accept multiples. You know, I do. And I blame myself. Can I, can I be candid? Please. Yeah. Um, this happens to me a lot. I've realized, and I, I'm reluctant to blame Apple, but I kind of want to blame Apple because, you know, you know, you know, you know, me and you, we used to go back and forth a lot when I had messages on my computer. Oh, right. You, you don't have that anymore? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't have it on my Mac Pro where I spend most of the day and I, I don't, I don't want to whine. I don't want to be one of those guys. You know me, right? But it's frustrating. So now, you know, as you know, I'm a gentleman. And so I don't have my phone near my workstation, right. I call my workstation, when I'm recording a professional podcast. I put it Away. Get it away from me. It's an attention sink. You don't even want to see it. You don't even want to know it's there. You don't even want to have it around. You know what? I want, I, want two, I want two eyes and two ears all on Dan right now. Right. I want nothing else. Right? That's right. 100%. All, all, all on in. them. All, all on in. them. Nothing on me. Right? That's right. The machine. Um, and this happened to me literally last night, and it just happened to me again right now where I'm sitting here literally going, dirt, 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 waiting for something to start on the computer. And I, I think, you know... I should go look at my phone. And I went and looked at my phone. And, and as with last night and John Roderick and, and this morning with you, my entire lock screen is, is covered with messages because I, I didn't know to look there. Because so it I goes do. there. I, I it's like it's an inter interception. Connect four. Now you're, we, we have a short show today, right? It's average. Hmm. Um, mean, they call it. Mean, like mean time, general mean time. Yeah, like mode, mode, median, average. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have the messages on your computers. You know what? This is boring. Anyway, no, I this apologize. is what people, this is exactly the kind of thing you people tune in for. this is what people tune in for? This okay. is what they want. All right, all right. It's just frustrating to me because I had gotten into, now I don't know how much you know about this because you don't really need to know about this. Right. But I have. It's on a uh, need to, need to know basis. Need, need to know basis. I have a. Hold on, let me get the bell. Ready? Hang yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Okay. Mine too. I'm hiding behind my water right That's here. That's right. Okay. Go. Oh, sorry. That was, pardon me. That was never a false, happened, false. Never bell. happened before. Never <laughs> happened before. <laughs> Premature um, bell. My, my father uh, served in Korea and brought home a Mac Pro for me. So I have a Mac Pro from about 1952. <laughs> and I, I, I'm given to believe it is having something to do with the memory card. It will not run Mountain Lion. Now, you need to install the new ROM. You need the new ROM. I think it's pronounced RAM. Okay. Is that de like Dieter? Dieter, Dieter Rom. <laughs> uh, my pills. I, you're saying I need a new Rom. Is that something I can do? That seems like a pretty pretty serious procedure. You just need a soldering soldering iron and some write this down. 18 gauge fishing wire. 18 gauge. Okay. They have that at Winn Dixie? <laughs> Winn Dixie or Michaels. Michaels. Is that the place where you get the, uh, the art supplies, like a Ben Franklin? <laughs> That's Who it. I think of Thomas Jefferson. Huh. <laughs> so anyway, it's very, you know, it seems trivial. It seems like I'm making a big deal out of nothing because I'm probably making a big deal out of nothing. But mountain lion, I mean, you know, in your head, doesn't regular lion seem like not that long ago? It seems like, like just right. You see, this is the memory problem. We should talk more about memory today. Um, but it seems so recent, but the, the thing is there's stuff that won't run on my computer now. This is really stupid. Nobody cares, but it's frustrating because, you know, in the, uh, beta, uh, here's how beta works, by the way, you, you put out a piece of buggy software and then you don't let people use it anymore. That, that's, that's the way it works if you're online. So messages work for a while 
And it, you know, it was frustrating, but it was cool. So you and I could, could talk back and forth. You know, you can always tell when somebody's on their computer versus usually on their computer versus on their iOS device. How can you tell? Really, really long messages in multiples. Mm. So like if I'm running around and I, you know, got a sleeping kid in one arm and a beer in the other, like I'm not going to have a real long response to something. I get them confused sometimes, I'll be honest with you. But anyway, so I, I apologize. This happened last night. John Roderick, uh, we just recorded a new uh, episode of that program last night. And John had a while ago had spilled coffee on his keyboard. Mm. And so like all that would work for a while was like, you know, the characters, like the letters wouldn't work. So I'm sitting there going, you ready to record? <laughs> Literally saying, dur, dur, dur. And then I go, there's like three screens of John, as he does, like screaming over, over text about how he can't type. Wow. It's like that uh, Metallica video. Enter Sandman, the one mm-hmm. with the, uh, the big uh, 18-wheeler. Johnny got his gun. That's right. It's the one where uh, Jason Robards is uh, talking to Lars Ulrich. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good week? It's, it's, been a, it's been a crazy week. I keep thinking it's got to be Friday, but it's Tuesday here. You know, I've been thinking, yes, yes, I agree. Sometimes I jump. Sometimes I make a leap. I apologize. A leap of faith. Yes. Uh, Soren Kierkegaard. And uh, he's Dutch. I do not Dutch. He's Danish. Is he Danish or Dutch? Which language wrong? is that? Soren Kierkegaard. Yeah, but isn't it a different language over there? Oh, yeah. I think they, they, they speak Danish. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, I have been thinking a lot about uh, this memory and attention. And, and what you're describing right there. Remember we talked last week about like, does this day of the week have a feel to it? Right. How can you tell based on just like the, the, the way the sun hits the... I used to, you know, it's funny you should say that because I've often felt like there are certain, like when I was a little kid, Saturdays definitely felt a certain way. This is, this is beyond a rehash. But um, I, uh, I know exactly, I, I think I know what you're describing. Where you, especially with holidays. Mm-hmm. Holidays screw me up. Where they mess up the week and you don't know when something's happening. Like if you travel and you come home and you go, my God, this so feels like a Sunday night. But it's actually Wednesday. Christmas... A mess. You know, now you're not a big holiday man, Dan. You mean, you, what does that mean, big? You know, <laughs> large, ample. What do, what do you mean not a big? Comfortable. I like to relax. I mean, I'm, sure, sure. Who doesn't? A, I like a, to spread out, you know? <laughs> yes. Make myself at home. You like to spread out. You just kick off your shoes and get real wide mm-hmm. in the chair. Like my sister-in-law, she every time would come over, she'd bring three or four plastic Publix bags full of her crap and spill them out on the countertop in the kitchen right away. Oh, she's one of those people who likes to spread out. Yeah. (gasps) I have thoughts on spreading out, Dan. Can we come back to that? Yeah, circle back. We put a pin in it? (laughs) Is that like on a map where you say where you want to go when when you're 14? By the time you're 21, you want to have gone there? Oh, it's what they call that a bucket list. A push pin. Push pain. <laughs> I love you. Um, the, uh, the, oh man, how, what time is it? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, we recorded this show last night and. This I, show? Yes. You, you should be getting a copy of it. Okay, good. It'll save us some time today. I've been watching something about the Holocaust every night till about two. So right. I'm of course. Little, I mean, I'm, why not? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> House of Cards or The Wire. Or porn. It's right. like once you get going, you go, hmm, I'll watch another one. It's a very compelling topic. I don't want to get into that here because it's a little, this show's too silly to talk about that. But okay. Silly in a good way. Like you're you're too out. silly. Go ahead. You're too silly. I checked. <laughs> Sorry. 
And by the uh, way, I just want to drop this. Guardians of the Galaxy number one tomorrow. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. People are very excited about this, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got the raccoon. Rocky, uh, Rocket raccoon, not Rocky. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Black Mountain Hills of Dakota. Um, we're memory, right? Right. Can we start over? This show or the Roderick one? <sighs> Which one am I? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so spreading out. You know, I got thoughts on spreading out. We got, Dan, we got to keep this short. I think you, got, you have a hard out. You got a pretty hard out. Yeah, I think so. But let's, you know, we'll focus in. Okay, thank you. Um, I used to really spread out all the time. Are we clear on what that means? I think the vision of, is what you say, is an in-law? Who is it that spreads out? My sister-in-law used to do this. Oh, it's always an in-law. The, the sister-in-law, God love her. God love her. Comes over. She's got the plastic Publix bags. It, could this also, it could be that she do crafts. No. It's all just preparing for a it meal was, and she's not done cutting carrots, that kind of thing. It, she'd kind of, I don't know what was in there. It could be makeup. It could be mm. papers, business papers. Business papers. <laughs> <laughs> or the credence. I don't know. It just seemed like every time she'd come over, there'd be all this stuff. My grandmother was like that. Ah, you know, my list making, I come by that honestly, as they say. Uh, my grandmother was an inveterate list maker. Uh, she would make lists and then she had lists of her lists that she would have to keep updated. I've told you this, all done in that creepy Greg shorthand. Mm-hmm. Real creepy to watch. My grandmother was a spreader outer. She, she, uh, she, she cooked uh, mostly involving Campbell's soups. And she was, uh, she never had everything completely prepared. So she would bring her crafts. She'd bring her macrame. She would bring her, uh, her, her, uh, mushroom, uh, casserole over like bags and bags and bags. And then she'd spread out mm. now spreading out to me. Somebody shows up. I think we're a little off topic here. Somebody shows up. They got lots of stuff, which is not in itself a bad thing, but then they start taking everything out of bags. Mm. Is that what she would do? It would wind up all over the house. And then she'd stay, and I'd be like, why is this all over the house? If anyone's going to make a mess around here, it's going to be me. And it's not, yes, it, A, yes, but B, it won't be you, because that's not how you roll. But used to, not anymore. Mm. I don't believe that for a minute. Were you ever untidy? Untidy, yes. As a kid? Oh, yeah, especially as a kid. Oh, you should have seen my room. Oh, can you tell me a little about it? Yeah, everything was everywhere. I was was very, you know, I'd get out one thing, I'd start working on that thing. Ugh. And then I, it's not like I would get distracted like, and cause I know some people, they start right. on one thing, then they get distracted and they go to the next thing and they don't really realize that they left the other thing. It's not like that at all. I would do something and I think, well, I'm, I'm done doing this now, but I think I'll probably come back to want to come back to that later. So I would leave it there and I would go to the next thing. And after a couple of days of that, your whole room is just, it, everything's everywhere for every toy, every Lego, every, you know, Dungeons have, and Dragons um, book. TRS-80 color computers. Come on. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. Now you're pandering. No, this is true. Well, we... This is um, all true. First of all... That little horse that had the one gimp leg that would never stand up right (laughs) on the corner of the desk. (laughs) I still think about that horse. Believe me, I do too. When you try and warm it up a little bit, just try and like... Rub the leg. Just rub the leg. Rub the leg, little plastic (laughs) veterinarian title. Um... (laughs) I, uh, we have a, we have a museum to what you've just described in our home. Mm-hmm. 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 Like over here, there's a hillock of Lego over here. There are some nude dolls over here. There are some airplanes. Mm-hmm. And then over here, there's a project involving tying string to something and then walking through every room and making a deadly, deadly trippable spider web. Really? Now, yeah. But there's little, why there's doesn't little... it surprise me that you guys use a lot of string? 
Oh, oh my goodness. We have a go-to pack. Whenever my daughter and I go out to play, we got a, we got a whole bag we take with us. You got to have strength. Like a satchel? Yeah. Mm, eh. like, like a, a bag, a baglet. Knapsack? Yeah. Like a, like a knapsack. Like a, uh, it's got my whites. <laughs> you threw a ringer for a ringer, dude. <laughs> Amateurs. Um, <laughs> it's a Swiss clock. Anyway, uh, oh, Dan, I am. can I just say I'm really, really sorry about this whole thing? Me too. I apologize. I was the same way. But with my daughter, it's, I, I think she, I think she, there are these invisible, invisible bridges of intentionality where we start out over here and there's a thing. She might want to draw for a while. And then somehow that does sort of, and I like this, it's creative, right? I mean, if she just sat there and like made piles of blocks and knocked them down for six hours, I would think there's something going on. She's, you know, she's having fun. But she has not learned to clean up the thing that she just did. Right. So I stepped on a lot of black Legos. Sorry, African-American Legos last night. Big time. They're all over <laughs> the rug. She was making an AirSats checkerboard. And, you know, the black, the black ones, no offense, and the brown ones, boy, they go right, in, they go right into your instep. It's a problem. Now, here's the thing. I got, I got one note on spreading out. I used to spread out all the time. So I'd get on a plane, especially when I was first getting into the novelty of being an adult businessman on a plane, and I would spread out. I would take everything out of my bag. I'd stick it in that disgusting little pocket. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about what goes in that pocket, Dan? Oh, in, the, in front of you, and there's... Ugh. Yeah, there's always a Kleenex in there. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Terrible. One, clean, one Kleenex, that's all they had. And then when they ran out of that Kleenex, they had to use other things, I bet. Oh, God. They don't, they don't like to have paper on a plane. But you know what? I don't spread out anymore, and I'll tell you why. I, I assume that I might have to run at any time. Right? If I'm, if, I'm sitting out, if I'm sitting outside somewhere reading a book, I don't take everything out. I don't take out all my dinguses and, and, and lay them out. I keep everything as though I might have to grab a bag and run. And I think that's a good way to proceed in life. I think if you become a person who spreads out too much, first of all, you stay too long. And I'm not going to speak for your sister-in-law, but I bet it took longer than you would like sometimes for her to leave. Writ large. Don't say anything. Okay. But right? Kind of? Mm-hmm. I think spreading out's a bad idea. We got, a, we got a hard out today, don't we? Probably. Yeah. Can I tell you about something I like? Yes, that would be refreshing. Are you okay? I'm doing great. Yeah. Did you eat? No, no lunch yet. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. No, I mean, still, it's only 1245. Yeah. I made a point today because I, I know that I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't toot this out. Um, I, uh, I make a point because it makes me feel better to, to definitely eat. So I had some corned beef before I came in. Corn, corned corn beef? Corned corn beef, corn beef hash. Uh, like a sandwich? No, 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 no. It was a, like a breakfast uh, platter. It's pretty good. Oh, I see. Okay, so listen. This is big news. Are you ready for this? Oh, hit it. <laughs> can, can I tell you something? Yeah. We got a new sponsor. A new one. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is a big one. This, this is exciting. This is pretty big. Um, and this is, this is what, I don't want to get too far, as they say, inside baseball here, but mm-hmm. this is exactly the kind of thing that we look for is um, mutual love, mutual, mutual admiration. Dan, uh, we have a new sponsor this week, Tonks. T-O-N-X. T-O-N-X, the makers of uh, the roasters and senders of Outstanding Coffee. And I, I'm very, very excited to have them. But you've been drinking this. When you say push a Tonks. Push a Tonks, right. What you're talking about is you're preparing Tonks coffee in an AeroPress. That's right. That's right. That's and what so, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly. That's exactly right. And uh, I just, can I just stipulate, Dan, I am not, they didn't tell us to say this. I'm not a coffee snob. You know, it's just, that's, that's, you know, that's beans all the way down. Once you become a coffee person, you, you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And then pretty soon you're like the comic guy and you're, and you've got like, you know, 10 pages on Aquaman. Like, I, I don't, 
I don't want to go that far. Mm-hmm. What, what I will say is that, uh, so Tonks is this, this amazing service. Uh, it's super cool. You sign up for this thing. Um, you can go to uh, <laughs> tonks.org slash push a tonks, one word. And you'll see a special, <laughs> a special, a special page to greet uh, back to work listeners. Um, uh, tonks.org slash push a tonks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what these guys do is they do coffee. And they're a really, really smart group, a really cool organization. Um, I put something in show notes today, a, a link to uh, an inter- uh, interview I mentioned before. I believe it was Glenn Fleischman talked to Tony from uh, Tonks. He's a cool guy. And uh, they're, they're a really neat organization. So here's how this works. You go in and you sign up for this. And uh, basically what happens is you can go in. Like if you go to that address we just gave you, you can go and they will send you. I don't know how they do this, Dan. I, they've got to be going upside down revenue-wise on this, but they will send you a free sample of their coffee. Yeah, how does, this is the thing. I signed up for this before the show because, you know, they've never, uh, you know, I've never had uh, the opportunity to try this here in Austin. Yeah. They don't have a, a storefront I can, I can walk to. But you can get a Microsoft Surface. I have that. What kind of topsy-turvy world are we living in, Dan? Doesn't make sense. So anyway, they have it. So I signed up for this, and I thought I was doing something wrong because it said at the end of it, total zero. They're not yeah. charging for the for the free uh, for the free. That sounds trunk. like a MySQL problem. <laughs> and did you get it? It's not here yet. No, because I did it just earlier today, and it would be funny uh, also, if it got here before. Also, uh, in terms of the back channel, you can cut this out. I, I did ask them to. Um, send you a little so i think you should be getting a taste oh nice yeah i, I gave him your address should i not have signed up too well maybe they'll no, we get it twice yeah but here's, here's what's neat about this so these talks these talks guys you, you got to go to their site and listen to this interview to learn all about coffee because i don't know f all about coffee that's a technical term but um <laughs> what they do is they roast they roast coffee and then they send it to you and they go out and it, it's funny because like my pals at the 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 late lamented uh, brown owl coffee who uh here in the hood that would um roast their own coffee. Anybody who roasts the coffee, listen to that Marco guy talk about this. It's very difficult because, you know, let's say you even get the same, it's not like, I don't know, it's not like buying um, knitting supplies. <laughs> like it's going to be different every time. You might get the same beans, you know, every time for your roasting. Jason, Jason Barbon from Barbon's Beans, he'll tell you the same thing. It's even if you roast your own, even if you're one of those people who goes out and roasts, it's difficult because the quality is going to change even for a certain, I guess, varietal. What these guys do is go out and find the best beans that they can. They roast it. And it, I believe it's within 24 hours they start sending it out. So in, in the mail, you sign up for this. You can sign up for, there are two different sizes. I sign up for the, uh, the super size um, package personally because I, like, uh, I drink a lot of coffee. But um, what they do is they roast it. It's fresh roasted. And they, uh, they send it right to your door in a beautiful package in a, in a wonderfully vacuum-sealed thing. And you've got fresh coffee. Can I just tell you, Dan, the bloom on this stuff will take your head off. It blooms. I you love the, the bloom. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, bloom. Oh, you know about a bloom? Yeah. Tell, tell me what you like about a bloom. Let me tell you a little bit about tell me some. Tell me something I don't know. Let me tell you something you don't know about a bloom. You go a lot of places, you're not going <laughs> to know it's not going to bloom until it doesn't bloom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this instance... I've now, um, I, and I went in like, I went in, you know, with, with both feet with these guys. So I signed, and if memory serves, when I signed up, you sign up for this, pa- the, the, there's a deal. There's a deal where you can get, let me get the exact numbers, but there's a, there's a small package and a big package mm, when you sign up. And uh, of course I went for the big package because I'm a size queen. And, uh, and, uh, but I also said like supersize it, like for the, for the first shipment, like send me a giant one, like send me more than I need, you know, for the first one. And uh, that, that comes every two weeks. That comes to your door. Yeah, here you go. The half sack. Hmm? 
Mine? The half sack, excuse me, the half sack is uh, six ounces or the standard is 12 ounces. And uh, what am I drinking right now? I've had two of these today, as you can tell. Uh, the one I'm drinking right now is uh, Rwanda Kagio. My apologies to the Rwanda family. But br- brother, is it ever good? And, and, and let me give you one quotidian point on this. Is like, it's the same reason I love the Amazon Prime. I know I'm literally killing the environment. But, but it's, I drink a lot of coffee. I don't want to think about coffee. You know, like if I had to put a quarter in the slot every day to like make the electric stay on, we just wouldn't have electric because I, I would I would space it. I love that I go out to my uh, to my mail delivery area and there's a beautiful little beautifully packaged box with uh, this uh, twelve ounces of wonderful coffee in it. I I really like it a lot, and uh, you've heard me pushing it here on the show, pushing my tongs. Mm-hmm. I really would love it if you guys would try this out. Uh, if you go to, uh, to, to was that a terrible read, Dan? Did I get any of the points right on no, that? No, you get them all right. Tongs.org slash Push a tongs. Push a tongs. And, uh, and, and give this stuff a shot. Now, it, you know, it's, it's different each time because they're going out. And it, as I understand it, they're going out and finding the best things they can, like, for that roast. And uh, they're real sensible. In that interview with Glenn, you can, you can tell they're just they're They actually kind of address the whole, like, coffee obsession issue and how, what a deep dive you can do on different methods and so forth. And they, they're just real sensible, real nice guys. I've enjoyed having... Uh, you, you've seen a little bit of the exchanges we've had with them recently. And they're really... Really cool people with a great business and really, you know, straight up our alley in terms of the kind of business that you'd want to make. Um, so uh, please go to tonks.org slash push a tonks. And, uh, you know, Dan, I feel bad even saying this because these guys are so nice. You know what? Get the free trial. Try it. Try it. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll go get the free one. I think if you're really cool, you would go and hit the heck yes and get the standard uh, 12 ounce bag. But get the sample. It's enough to, I think I made a couple, t- uh, a, a couple uh, arrow presses out of it and was sufficiently impressed to uh, sign up. Mm-hmm. Also, there's that nice element of surprise. You know what I mean? It's going to be different every time. I like that. So did you literally sign up? I did. Oh, that's awesome. So anyway, we're we are really, uh, as I said to, to, to Tony and our friends there, it's really exciting for us to get to work with people like it's 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 not often in the world of professional podcasting that you like literally go and and not precisely beg, but you go and say, you know what, it'd be so cool because we really really like what you do, mm-hmm. and that's what happened here and it worked out. So um, they're supporting the show; they make a great product. Please check out um, Tonks dot org slash push a tonks and our thanks to uh, Tony and Marcus and crew and everybody at uh, Tonks for supporting Five by Five and Back to Work. Whew. Every other week. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What does that mean, every other? Well, that's when they send it. That's when they send it. Oh, oh we okay, got right. to go fast here, Dan. Sure. Um, boy, speaking of businesses, Dan, I know that this, we got a little bit of FU here. I know this has gone around widely. I know you have seen this many, many times, but because of the nature of our program and the things that we discuss, there's something we must discuss. What, the Iron yeah. Man 3 uh, trailer? Oh, yeah. Is, is, so, so Gwen is officially the, another Iron Man now. I guess so. I've, read, I've, got, I've got a comic where she's Iron Man. It's pretty good. I, I she's, like uh, it. I'm into she it. Called? Yeah, yeah, me too. Pepper Potts? Hmm. Boy, I, I have a lot of problems with the way a lot of people draw Pepper Potts, but I love the way Gwyneth Paltrow draws her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> freck, freck, the freckles are critical. That's right. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> yeah. She's statuesque. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she'd make my heart light up. Anyway, um, you've seen this, the Onion article. We've got to talk about this. Yeah, this is a very good article that pretty much everybody sent in, and it's entitled "Find pretty, the Pretty Much Everybody." <laughs> find the thing you're most passionate about, then do it on nights and weekends for the rest of your life. Commentary. This is issue forty nine uh, dot twelve. 
This yeah. is great. This is a great piece. And this is the kind of thing that, as usual with The Onion, you start out thinking, oh, this is The Onion piece. And then you start reading it and you're like, oh, I thought this was going to be one of their joke pieces, but this one's actually <laughs> real. <laughs> because it really is real. Well, Everyone should read this. Is this in the show notes? I talked about this on, on Quit last week. Yeah, uh, this is just so right up our alley to talk about, and you brought it up, and I thought, oh man, we've got we've got to I, talk about. I, this. I figured, I think I might have actually heard you talking about it. I can't imagine you hadn't talked about it because it's essentially the premise of everything. Um, oh yeah, it, exactly. It's if there was one thing I could see, one parody out there that I could see that seemed to encapsulate a lot, a lot of what, um, I don't know, maybe not obsesses you, but de- de- definitely informs your values. And the funny thing about the Onion, you know, I, I, like a lot of people, I've enjoyed the Onion for a long time. But, you know, The Onion does have that funny habit of uh, having, it's almost like two different people are writing it. Like there's somebody who was in there brainstorming in the, in, in the writer's room and came up with a fantastic headline. And then it's kind of like a slight amplification of the headline. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. obviously it starts with the headline and then it's the um, article itself is kind of a strap on. But uh, this is actually, <laughs> actually pretty funny. Um, I don't know. We don't even really need to talk about because it it's pretty much everything, everything that you say. Say, for example, that your passion's painting. Well, uh, what are you waiting for? Get out there, buy a canvas, and buy some painting supplies. Go sign up for art classes. And when you get so overwhelmed with your job and your personal life that you barely have time to see your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife, let alone do anything else, go ahead and skip classes for a few weeks. <laughs> let the paintbrushes sit in your room untouched for six months. <laughs> <laughs> really the biggest obstacle to overcome here aside from every single obligation you have <laughs> to your friend's family job and financial future is you i'll tell you this much you do not want to wake up in 10 years and think to yourself what if i had just gone after my dreams during this brief 30 minute lunch breaks when i was young? <laughs> <laughs> anything else to say on that because i i, I don't know it, it just it, it hits in it i mean really and this is this is something that it, it it's the frustration of real life it's the frustration of saying i may not really get to do that thing that i think is really fun and cool because doing that means that i would have to do it at the times when i'm here can i read another piece of this <laughs> yeah tell me. before you get started though you need to find one interest or activity that truly fulfills you in ways nothing else can then really immerse yourself in it for a few fleeting moments after an exhausting 10-hour day at a desk job and an excruciating 65-minute commute home during nights when all you really want to do is lie down and shut your eyes for eyes for a few precious hours before you have to drag yourself out of bed for work the next morning or on weekends when your friends want to hang out and you're dying to just lie on your couch and watch tv because you're too fatigued to even think straight these are the times when you need to do what you enjoy most in life <laughs> and it's sad but like that's true right I mean, who hasn't felt yeah. that way who listening to this show hasn't felt that way and if i mean th- it's this true, is it's true and it's a conundrum it really yeah. is a conundrum and you know actually i, I will say i don't want to eat off your plate over on the friday show no but, please no if i may first time later it, it would it would it would be especially given the amount of time you know, people love that program and uh, I know you've gotten a, a big audience and people really um, dig the show. It might be fun to return to that here uh, at some point and talk about it. And at the risk of rehashing, you know, it'd be a good chance to pros- cross promote your program. So just saying, but also I would, um, I would love to talk to you about that and return to that with the, um, with the wisdom of, of time and the opportunity to, you know, talk to people about that, knowing, knowing when it's time to do what. You know, again, I apologize. I know that's the whole premise of the show. To quit. But, but, well, or, yeah, or, like, how do you know when it's time? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, it's kind of a funny theme that comes up a lot on here. 
when how do you make that there's a leap somewhere along the way a leap of faith as you and Kierkegaard say there's there's somewhere along the way where there's what's the word something becomes almost intolerable I, I can't think of another word for it and that that intolerable thing might be I think for most people who are reacting what uh, LRH calls the reactive mind most most <laughs> most people who are reacting <laughs> reading a lot about Scientology I can tell um, what's going on there yeah. Like I'm, I'm an operating theme. I can't really get into it. The um, <laughs> great. Now I'm going to get followed. Um, <laughs> like in real life. Oh my god, it's so creepy. It's so creepy. So if I'm not watching uh, Holocaust things, I'm watching Scientology. Insufferable. Know. Insufferability in some ways could be you or intoler intolerability. Mm -hmm. I think most people who are looking backwards would say, I just I can't tolerate this job anymore. The the you know on any number of levels, even if you're a grown up, even not if you're like a, like not a, a whiny little bitch like me, cut that out. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Where I sit around going, man, man, I didn't get what I wanted, and that's that's so me. That's been so me so many times, as you know. But like that, that's the like <laughs> that's a very low very low tone level, as LRH would say. That's you're operating at a pretty low level to just be reacting to the past and going, I don't have any prospect for what to do next, but I'm just going to quit. Like when you kind of agree, like that's kind of a bone. That's, thing yeah, to that's do. not the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean that's pure emotion driving what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But even if you get to that more grown up level, let's say you're somebody like you who is very in demand for a certain kind of skill. Uh, look at our, our our friends who are doing things like I'm meeting more and more people who are well for a while. I, I've I've been meeting people who do you know iOS development, but increasing people like that uh, like that like that Anna you know that that does the the frequency the frequency with Mike she does a lot of like responsive design stuff these, these people are very busy they are very in demand right they can as they say name their price the right. difference between me wanting to quit a job because Dave got more lamps than me and somebody else going well you know what this is closer to home and I get paid a little bit more and I like the work that's expressed in both cases as leaving one thing to do another thing but the reasoning behind that is so completely different, but it, it comes back to the same issue of knowing when it's time and knowing what the intoler intolerable thing is you're trying to address and whether making that leap will actually lead to something more tolerable. D do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that does that make sense? And no, it really does make sense, and and it's, it's well, and more importantly, does that go? Is this is this the kind of thing that that would be you would advise people on your program? Yeah, I think so because what one of the things that I hear a lot from folks is that they're they're in a situation and f there's a reason that they're, they're unhappy or maybe multiple reasons. And then there's a reason why they're, I don't, I, for some reason, not ready or haven't felt ready to make a change. And that change isn't always like you're saying, it's not always, oh, I'm going to quit and, and do something else. It might be, I want to talk to my boss or I want to raise, or I really don't like the responsibilities that I have because I'm doing twice the work of my colleagues, you know, that kind of thing. How do you redefine what you're doing or, uh, or change what you're doing and maybe try that. And then if you can't leave, there are some people who are so fed up, they've been in, you know, like one guy was in academia for years and years and years. And he's just like, I, I this isn't going to change. This is the way it is. I've put in the time I've tried to make the changes, but if I walk away, I'm going to lose my tenure. Mm-hmm. Well, you want tenure in something that you're not happy in? Well, maybe because then it's supposed to get better. You know, I, and these are the things And sometimes people just need to, they need to take a step back and they, they can't always do it on their own, you know? That, that's so funny because that is at once totally understandable and totally wackadoodle. Mm -hmm. Because absolutely you say like, oh, you know, some cost fallacy, right? 
this idea that like I've got so much, in, I, I perceive that I have invested. The classic example is uh, you know the Iraq War or a car. Like I put so much money into this ancient car, you know, even though. Well, before I get to that, you say like, I, I have gotten so many little, little repairs done over the years and then I replaced the timing belt and then I replaced the transmission and then I replaced the clutch. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're so invested in that case, financially and kind of emotionally, you're very unlikely to go, wow, I'm kind of throwing good money after bad. Right. Like at one point, will I know that I should either not have a car anymore or get a different car? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's... so that tenure thing is really understandable, but on the other level, like, so what is it you want? You want a place of total security inside of a job that you despise. Like, right. That's a it little facile, yeah, but that's, that's kind of what, what you're shooting for. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Maybe we should talk about this instead of memory. This is pretty good. No, we can talk about whatever. I would talk about both. We're time constrained, Dan. We got a hard out. Wow. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Huh. <laughs> hey, you want to tell me about something you like? Do, do you know anything? Uh, if I were looking for... God, what? Some kind of a fully hosted web slide. Did I tell you we hung out with little Ryan? No, tell me about it. What did you... No, wait, He's, really? Yeah, he was here for South by Southwest. <gasps> this happened. It really happened. Yeah, he. Uh, we met him at the... Uh, picked him up from the IHOP. He was in the IHOP uh, parking lot. <laughs> Has he got a suite there? I'm not sure what he was doing there. Uh, we were driving to pick him up, and he said, well, I'm, I'm in the IHOP parking lot. Just pick me up here. <laughs> that and sounds it, really sketchy. Yeah, and it was really far from it smelled of lingonberries. It it was far from South by, and it was far from where his hotel was. I don't know what he was doing there. Uh, we picked him up. We drove to. Uh, we ate dinner at uh, what is this place called that uh, that he liked? Oh, the uh, the salty bone. No, the uh, no re- no it wasn't barbecue. No, the reluctant no, no. lick. It'll come back to me. Covered in sauce, foreign and domestic. <sighs> and uh, we had we had a nice meal with him and, and hung out, and it was great to see him. He's changed a lot though, and I'm not just. Did, did he get the Did he get the children's plate? Did he get the chicken fingers? He got the. They have a chicken nugget uh, platter. Oh, it comes with apple slices. Mm-hmm. It has the apple slices. He loves his apple slices. He does, and he ate them all up. And I told him no dessert Thank unless you eat all the apple slices. In the clean plate club, all the meat. Uh, no, so we saw him and uh, and talked to him. It was it was wonderful to uh, to get to see him. He has changed a lot. His hair is very long now, and he's uh, looks like uh, he's been um, in the sun a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you can still talk to him and find common interests, or is it you know like how it is? They like, change. are we growing apart? Well, you we know, might be he, growing apart when they grow up. They they still they need you, but they need you for different things. And he's going to want to go to go to the mall and have a malted and play Galaga. Mm-hmm. Is that where, where is he in that right now? And with that hair, I mean, does that put you off? The hair did was very off putting. It was shocking at first. It's shocking, and uh, I I didn't almost didn't know that it was him. Hmm. Uh, and I feel like I can still see my little boy in there, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things have just anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. This is my role with him right now, and I accept that. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> Squarespace, this, uh, Squarespace is where he works, by the way. And uh, this is Squarespace is everything you need to make a website. They're fully hosted. You go there and you 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 log in. You create an account. It's all. It starts out free, and you can build a site. You can import the content from your existing blog or website. You can completely customize 
They're already pre-built responsive templates to do and work exactly the way that you want them to. Merlin, here's what I want you to do. Yes. This is a site that I picked randomly when I was looking over Squarespace sites. Mm -hmm. This is just a random one. MerlinM.com mm -hmm. is the place you can go and you will see really, really great examples of what you can do with a responsive site that the, the, there's no CSS code that has to be written. There's no HTML that has to be written. This is all built with the layout engine where you just drag things around. You dra Basically, it's dragging little boxes and saying, I want to put this here. I want an image gallery here. I want to integrate Twitter over here. I want a portfolio thing here. You just put that in as simple as it is to drag and drop. That's as simple as it is to create a site that looks as good or probably, let's be honest, better than the one that uh, Merlin has made. Mm-hmm. When you I got I got an email. I got an email this week. Did you? One of those wonderful kind of fake angry emails from somebody who's like, "When are you going to finish this site?" Which I should do because it's it's I I've needed to move completely over to a new site for a while. And you know how it is, Dan. I you do know it is. You get busy. I do know. But it is it is it is really so fun to to do. And we've talked a lot about the things that you can do by just dragging blocks around on a page. Mm -hmm. But you know, for folks who have not tried this out yet or haven't spent some time with it. Well, first of all, tell them where they can go to uh, to, to sign up for it. So we have a special URL, squarespace.com slash back to work, spelled out, back to work. Uh, and then there is... Uh, it doesn't cost is, them anything to, to sign up? No, it doesn't cost anything to sign up. You can try it out. You don't have to put even in a credit card or anything like that. And obviously they have incentives where if you like it and you sign up for a year, you get 20% off. Two years, you get 25% off. But if you just want to do the month to month, that's like 10 bucks. And then we have a code which is named after my son. Oh. It's cash, C-A-S-H, cash. And you'll get an additional 10% off. So even if you just do the month-to-month -month thing, you're going to get 10% off of that price. And, uh, of course, the URL to use, squarespace.com slash back to work. Thank you very much to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Nice work. I know it. I only wanted to work in one quick thing. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. For folks, uh, thank you, first-time Momentumer. Um, people, um, people... <laughs> Who, uh, as I say, I, I suggest you go in and focus on getting your internet content up because the the content is 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 content is king. Mm, if I hear that one more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna be some uh, deicide. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, they have a new template uh, this week that I would like you to check out. Call I just sent you a, a, a link in the robot. Oh. Um, I think more and more. Well, it strikes me that more and more people go here wanting a very graphical website. You, you know, you can go anywhere and have a bunch of text on a page. Uh, there aren't that many places where it's this easy to have that text come from different places and do different things. Check out that Momentum. Uh, you can go to momentum-demo.squarespace.com. <laughs> and if you want to do stuff with your photographs... Oh, wow, uh, look at this. Full bleed, full That's page. badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you go in and you drag in your images and you get full page, full bleed um, photos on a page and it looks gorgeous. You know, and not, not to go on about this, but I think, you know, just so you know, uh, for folks who've, who've dabbled in... in web stuff at any point in the last you know 20 years it used to be if you wanted to have optimized to have your images at different size different places you'd have to go and manually save right, them that would be droplets. a multiple step thing yeah i had droplets in image ready that would go and you know make all these things at different sizes now you go in and drop in the giantest photo you've got and it'll automatically fix that for all the places where it needs to be a certain size efficiently so worry not about dropping in your ginormous beautiful you know re previously raw photographs um, but anyway, Momentum. They're coming out with these new ones all the time. They've got, it seems like, 
I don't follow this, you know, 10 times a day, but it seems they've been going in two very interesting directions. They've got great looking blog and port or blog and journal kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but they've been doing a lot more with like business friendly templates and very heavily, it seems to me, very heavily focused on having a gallery. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's your gallery. You own it. Um, thanks to Squarespace for supporting Photo Vector. Sorry mm -hmm. about that. Okay. Okay. We got a hard out. So, so did you want to, I don't know. Now I'm interested in what you're talking about, but we could talk more about, I don't have anything specific out? about memory. I don't have anything specific about memory. Uh, I've got, I've got a lot. I asked folks this, uh, but I'll tell you, you go on Twitter and you ask people for something, you get a, you get a lot of baggy pants. Well, you do. You got a lot, lot of, of followers on there. Well, you get a lot of jokes, but I ask people for some links. So, you know, if you go look at uh, Dan, Dan, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Dan, uh, uh, thank you. First time memory here. If you want to find uh, show notes for episode 101, 112. Can you believe it? I can, I literally cannot believe that. If, you, if people wanted to find show notes for uh, episode 112 of your Back to Work program, where would they go for that? Uh, just see your show. It'd be 5by5.tv slash B is in boy, two is in the number W is in women slash 112. Easy to find. Easy to find. Ample notes. And easy and, to listen um, to. And just... Mm -hmm. And, and just uh, for pe people who haven't done that lately, there's a reason we do that. And that's because we want to have a higher level of engagement. No, uh, we put a lot of stuff. <laughs> can, I, can I explain something to you about building your brand? You want to build your brand. You have to increase your level of engagement. Um, I met no. Gary Vaynerchuk, by the way. Well, he talks fast. Yeah, he does. Like he, he sold, didn't you sell something to him? I mean, are we talking about that? Oh, well, I don't know. You hadn't met him before. No, I mean, like, you know, I sell stuff from time to time. So what? Isn't he? He's a very charismatic guy. Uh, no, I sold him, uh, Dan Cederholm and I, the designer who uh, created Dribble. Uh, prior to that, we had created the little wine. This is before before Twitter and everything, right? Or was Twitter around? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a while back. We made this little wine social network site for people that could, like, put in their little, uh, like, this is the, the wine bottles I have, their tasting notes, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, of course, that fit in well with what Gary was doing back then. But it had a social media component. Yeah, it was a social, first, the first social network for wine uh, wine geeks, basically. Who would have thought wine could be social? I know. Well, we made it, we made it social. So, anyway, we, uh, we built that, and then we had some offers to buy it and acquire it, and Gary's won. But I'd never met the guy in person. I was struck. I was struck. Um, uh, thunderstruck. Mm, yeah, yeah. I met him at the South at South by Southwest. Yeah, right? he 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 said I got fifteen minutes, and I ran <laughs> over to his hotel, and uh, we talked. Of he was he about, sent you six six one line emails in that. He, yeah, he was about seven minutes late, and so we had about you know eight minutes, and it was a great eight minutes. Yeah, he's a very charismatic guy. Yeah, he's um. He's rapid. R A B I D. Mm hmm. Um. Very nice guy. Um. Pill organizers. Anyway, here's the thing, though. If you go, if you go to the show notes, I, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, be uh, flogging this, but uh, Dan has added a feature to his CMS that I think is, um, I won't say overdue, but it's nice to have it now. Which is that when you go and look at show notes, if you go to five by five tv slash b two w slash one one two once this show is live. Um, we now have annotations for all of the links. So when we add a link to the page, it's, it's no longer, let's let's take it as read. There's going to be a lot of stuff in here that's going to seem real weird because look at daddy's brain. But there's now there's annotations. There's uh, usually a little uh, little pull quote for, for each link. Mm -hmm. 
uh, can you know attribute things to people when they've when they've uh, told us about it. Right. I think it's a handsome feature, Dan. It well, it works well because now because of the newsletter thing. You want me to turn yes. that on? Did you approve that? Oh, and I went to the guy. Oh, I did. I totally approved it. So uh, we have a uh, we have a newsletter thing now that's not the same as the other newsletter that we've done. Yeah, Although how do people I am, sign up for that? How do people sign up for the uh, per show newsletter? By the time that this show is out, you will be able to go to 5by5.tv slash B2W slash newsletter. It's also going to be linked to in the right-hand side on the uh, on the website in the show notes. On the right-hand side of that, it'll just say newsletter. It'll have a little newspaper logo thing. And uh, you can click that and you'll, there'll be a little subscription form. And what happens is you will get the show notes with the descriptions that we put in there and all the notes. And if Merlin includes a picture, all of that will go to you in a beautiful, responsively designed newsletter that uh, comes out whenever we release an episode. That will also is a nice way to uh, to share, to care and share. Mm. Uh, the, this, so this is that's what we have. Well, yes, I, I recommend people sign up for it because you sent me a sample of that and it was it was real pretty. And you said I want I want a way that they can link to the iTunes, and so I, I have had them add that in, and that'll be. In oh, there that was that was that soon. was you know on the uh, on the DL, but yeah, I figure uh, there should be a way. <laughs> Why a DL? It's a great it was a great enhancement. I don't. I feel kind of weird asking people to do that. Well, I, what uh, if, what, I, so I looked what this if, up on the Roku and I saw that we still have the five stars, which is nice. Yeah. And, you know, you got to keep that up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And once you get it up, keep it up. It's like Yelp. I mean, whoever gets in there and leaves reviews first, that really sets the tone. It's very hard. We were very, very fortunate. People on our show was good, and people were uh, rating it a lot. We got real lucky. But, uh, yeah, you hear about those businesses where they get out, they get, they go, uh, the business starts, and they get one bad week of Yelp, and that's all she wrote. Oh, it's a brutal age we live in. Mm-hmm. This intolerability thing is interesting to me, though. You're intolerable. You're intolerable. I checked. <laughs> um uh intolerable uh no but uh, yeah, yeah i'm mm, i i guess the reason i'm thinking about this is i, I am i'm just thinking about that why uh, are you thinking about this what's the I'm reason why well, what is the reason well you know why because uh th- these are anecdotes that we both bring up again and again about these what in retrospect appears to be a fork in the road that we you know, kind of we're aware of as a fork in the road. Yeah. You know, certainly there's this collection of things that just happened and you go, oh my gosh, I'm in a really different place in my life now or a different place in my career. Yeah. And that, that, that just happened. But, but then there are those other things where uh, you may have to decide where the fork is, <laughs> it, uh, by which I just mean, you know, I, I want to come back to this intolerable thing because okay. I think that's an interesting concept. But like, say, let, let, let's go to a classic example. And uh, really, <laughs> if this show is for anybody, I think it might be for, for people in their early 20s who are a mess. That's I sometimes feel like that's who I'm trying to talk to is the like 1991 version of me, um, but you, you let's say you get into a job or you get into any kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. You could be in a, in a relationship with somebody, but you know maybe you maybe it's a roommate situation. Mm. Maybe it's your major. I mean, there's all this stuff that we can look back on and go ah ah youth. But that's that stuff is serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is serious who you're going to live with. There's financial ramifications to moving. There's uh, if emotional, I mean, there's financial ramifications to almost everything. But like if you break up with somebody, you got to deal with that. If you change your job, do you know you have another one set up? But it's to me, it's an interesting thing. And this goes straight to your quit show is when do you sort of realize that there is or should be a fork in the road? And then how do you, I don't know. I, it's, I guess what I'm trying to get at is in retrospect, it's easy to look at everything 
almost everything that's happened in your life as a place where you go, well, you know, I could have done this or I could have done that and I decided to do this. And then most of the time we say, and it turned out great because I made the right decision. Or you say, or it turned out terrible because I made the wrong decision. But I guess I'm curious about like how you start feeling that internal um, boil starting to roll. Where, where you're that something's heating up inside of you and you go, something's got to give here. I'm getting a tickle, but something is not right. And so I don't, how do I even know to start looking for what my options are? You know, because what, what I'm trying to get at, like three moves from here, is that one kind of thinking where you're reacting to how you feel now emotionally and dealing with how you may potentially have felt harmed in mm-hmm. the past. Yeah. I think that, that that is a way to make a terrible decision if you're not thinking about it. Right. And, and if you actually sit down and, and sort of uh, depose somebody on why they're making a change, a lot of the time it is almost merely because of them feeling bad or feeling aggrieved. I'm not trying to be reductive, but do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to quit this job because my boss is a tool yeah. or I'm, I, I, was, I got passed over for this raise. I've uh, done as much undermining of people as I can. And, and now, and I'm wondering about how you think about that as opposed to, I have, I've sat back, I've taken a better put, I've taken two steps back. I'm trying to be a little bit more clear eyed about this, thinking about what my true options are. You know, I'm not just going to read an article on how much people in my vertical get paid for what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if this, if this, if something changed and it turned out great, I could expect what to happen. Cause I think that's an extremely different way to think about change as yeah. opposed to, yes, that, yes. That Is that interesting apart from being long winded? No, it's very... In- Why do you ask if it? Of course it's interesting. I don't feel like I put it succinctly, but but it, it seems... Uh, I would honestly, as somebody who is now a student and a scholar of this issue, well, you know, uh, the one reason I enjoy our program, apart from our time, just having our time together, is that it really does help me to think out loud. And I'm guessing that with having done a lot of the quit show and talking to people and getting a chance to think about this and moderate your opinions or jack up your opinions on some things... <laughs> Well, no, no, I'm being honest. No, I, like, I, yeah, I hear you. There must be some things you feel very str- even more strongly about. There are probably other things where you go, hmm, that's, that could be more nuanced or I need to state this more firmly. Like, I don't know. I, I, what, what, how, how do we decide that it's a change? And then what brings us there? And how do we make the most optimal d- decision we can at the time? Right. And how often are we just telling ourselves a story, you know? A lot, you know, here's, I think, one of the, th- the constant themes or the consistent themes that I hear is that people, people get to a point where they're unhappy and they don't realize ahead of the feeling of unhappiness that they're unhappy. And that's, I think, a big part of just being a human being, right? But they don't feel like they're starting, they don't realize they're unhappy when they're starting to feel hmm. that they're unhappy. They realize that they're unhappy when they're ready to pull their hair out and, and run out of the door. You mean like, it isn't like a cur, it's like a, well, I guess you could say like a hockey stick. Like, it isn't like you go, oh, I'm feeling 10% uneasy, 30%, 50%. It's more like a... um, They wake up one day and they realize that, yeah, (laughs) they, 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 it's been building, but they haven't felt it or they've denied it or all, and all of a sudden here they are, you know, six months later, hating everything and thinking, why the hell did I go to school for this? This isn't what I thought it was going to be. What am I doing this for? And then there's always that one thing that pulls them back in. An example of, of a good reason to not run away from your job is, well, I support my entire family. That's probably a good reason. Another reason is, well, I'm, you know, 
I, I still owe a lot to my college tuition and I probably like can't go on that insurance and insurance. And, yeah. yeah. Like I can't just go on a trip to London because gosh, I, I have these bills that are due or whatever. And it's always interesting because, and, and you know, what's surprising you mentioned a minute ago that, you know, you feel like you're talking to the 20 ish version of yourself on, as a listener on the show. I think we are, but I also think, I think that it's always fascinating to me that the thing that stops the people who are who are in their early 20s and who have all the flexibility in the world to go and do whatever that they really would like to do. And that I mean if if you're going to run away from a job or something like that because you don't love it like 23 is the right age or 22 or whatever. That's the right age to do that probably because you're probably not supporting a family. You probably are making enough where you can, you could save up money and you'd probably, you know what I'm saying? Like you can mm-hmm. set yourself up to take that break and make the trip you want or try something different and then get back into it. Whereas if you're 35 years old or 45 years old and you realize that you're really unhappy in a career, by that point, you've got the mortgage and the car payments and the kid payments and whatever else is going on and uh, and health insurance and you know lots of other things that are happening that are going to make it really difficult. But those people who are in their 20s, they're not afraid to, to leave and try something new because of their obligations that they've made and the decisions that they've made that they now have to live with over their entire life. Instead, those folks are afraid because they've never done it before or because they feel like they're going to be giving something up and they just need a little right. kick in the ass to say, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I will try something else. Or I will go to my boss and say, I'm unhappy, but I, I'd like to stay here. Can we figure something else out? These things are things that the 40 year old looks back at them and says, of course, just go do it. Just talk to your boss. Like it's no big deal. And they're mm-hmm. like, because the 40 year old can't do that. And, and, and you realize, I mean, I know again, 40 seems young to you, but. Yeah, very, very. I can't remember forty, but you know, per per uh, our beloved episode seven, that's you know, the this, best one. Just yeah. listen to that again. Yeah, pretty good. The um, the stakes feel this. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be dismissive. The stakes are high. Be, they feel high because they are high, but they're not as high as they seem. Stakes are always high. Yeah. You know, you could get hit by a bus any day, but you know, you you got me thinking about something now. You know, where we say, okay, we're forty or older, let's, for the sake of argument, and you look back and you say, oh my gosh, you're 23. I wish I had, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't, you know, maybe you did, but most of us didn't. <laughs> and it's easy to look back now. And it isn't really even about that person who's 23. What, you know, as with so much advice and so much of our uh, existential storytelling, um, you know, uh, I, I, again, I think I talked about this with Brett on his systematic podcast a while back, <laughs> but... But uh, by the way, his latest one, I got to put this in notes, his latest one with Rob Gordy is really good. Um, but, but you know, it's, I think we tell ourselves these stories. I think we, you know, in order for life to make sense, there are all kinds of funny things that have to happen. And one of those funny things that has to happen is, is that we have to have, we have to come up, eventually come up with a story, a narrative for our, our life, best expressed in terms of little chapters. Mm. So I've got little chapters, little funny stories I tell on here. I couldn't tell those little funny stories unless I thought that they had something like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they, they overlap or whatever, but you know, we're able to talk about our lives because we've sound, found some narrative through line that lets us package that into something that says something about us. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just have to think that for the human mind, it's like, a, you know, like I said so many times, it's some, sometimes it's the most 
creative people who procrastinate a lot because a creative person can come up with the biggest reasons why the big world's going to fall on them if if they do this thing wrong, for example. Mm -hmm. But it's in the service of saying like, and it's just, again, to just um, piggyback on what you're saying, um, the we look back and we go like, okay, you're 23. Um, hey, listen, seriously, you're going you're gonna to survive. Again, back to the cure, more with the Kierkegaard. Like you're going to survive whether you like it or not. This is the sickness unto death. You want to be consumed by your despair, but you can't be. And that makes you even more despairing. You, you know what I mean? You want to disappear into this, all these options that just seem untenable. And you're so scared to have your first or maybe second major, major, major screw up. But, but here's the, the funny thing. Uh, somebody my age, somebody your age, being younger than me. Much. So wh what you're saying, which I think is accurate, is like you have to take an honest accounting of like where you are when you're 23, 27, 30, whatever. And gosh, you don't want to overinflate that. But wow, it is really important to be open to change, right? It is really important when you're young to be open, keeping your eyes open. Um, and so like if you found it intolerable to be at this job, because you didn't like the wage or you didn't like the environment, you didn't like the kind of work you were getting, like in your case, maybe, or in sometimes in my case, if I didn't feel like I was learning new skills or keeping up with what was going on, like I could be coding in this dead language, but like that's paying the bills. Right. I'm wondering if you could make a case though, that that's at least as important, if not more important once you're older. And I'm going to give a super dark example here. Uh, how many stories do you hear every week about somebody who's in a pretty comfortable position somewhere and they're 50 and the jo their job goes away? I mean, what a horrible situation. It's, it's in a lot of professions, it, you're in a, there's a very dangerous thing that happens at a certain point in a person's career, which is that if you're in an industry, regardless of the industry, but especially if it's not an industry that's growing by leaps and bounds, um, especially if it's not an industry that's staying mostly the same, mm -hmm. you can become a really fat target. If you're, if you're 50 or you know, arbitrarily, whatever, J random older than you age, right. like you're at it and you're at this point and you need that for insurance. Your kid's going to go to college. Let's say you're David Sparks. God forbid you're David Sparks aged. And, oh my God. and I, can you even imagine the pills? Stop he your heart. And, oh my God. I bet he's got a system. Yeah, I think he's, got, he's probably got a pill system. <sighs> but think about that. So I'm, I'm not, not making this leap well. But when you're 23, yeah, you should be thinking about that. You should be, have the presence of mind to wonder if there might be a better thing you should be doing. Not saying like, oh, you know, I'm not getting to do my major and my boss doesn't let me go to the lunch for 90 minutes. But more like, what? What, what little forks in the road should I be finding? Uh, I used to do this talk called uh, Future Proofing Your Passion. This idea of trying to find more than just this one angle on what you do. Mm -hmm. you, know, <laughs> you know, basically my college major part two. Like rather than that, can you find something deeper to the patterns about what you enjoy doing or love creating or the conditions under which you want to work? And how do you get in front of that? Future-proof, really future-resistant is a better word for it. But if you're 50 or whatever, um, boy, it seems to me that more than ever you have to be thinking about that. Oh, yeah. If you just close your eyes and think of England, you know, that could be really problematic, <laughs> right? Because mm -hmm. if, if that does go away, now that those stakes are higher, uh, you're, you're really going to notice it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and just as maybe you're less likely to just quit a job because you had a bad day and your boss is a tool, but it, you know, then the fat target thing, just to close that thread, you know, I've seen this happen with people I'm acquainted with. Um, you see a company, let's say, and you, you're, let's say you're in sales or you're in maybe, let's say, let's say maybe you're in marketing or even in development. You're in there 
you've been there for a long time. You might even be one of the people who helped essentially create the company. And let's just throw some arbitrary numbers out. Let's say you started out at $20,000 a year. And then you did really great. So you made $30,000 a year. Then you stayed there for another 15 years. And now you're making, say, $70,000 a year, which is pretty good dough. And, but now, like, if you are like 50, like, it's, I'm sorry to say this, but like, now not only are you making a lot more money than hungry people who are entering at your level, but, you know, you could sure go get into a suit about this. My, I mean, uh, my wonderful mother-in-law has been in, been in and won two of them, age discrimination suits. But sometimes, let's just put it this way, there are, there are places where they could find somebody to do your job for a third of what you're getting paid. Oh, yeah. And how do you, how do you prepare for that? That's you very got, scary. You, you got a hard out. We still got two sponsors. What are we going to do? Do them. Just keep going. Yeah. Do what now? Am I screwing your day up? No, nah, sorry. Mm. <laughs> I'm always screwing your day up. It's okay. Okay. Can I tell you about something I like? Please. Okay, this is big news. This is big news. This is a long, long time, wonderful, uh, I won't say an old sponsor because, you know, they do real well with, the, with their cane and their pills. But our, our friends at uh, Smile uh, has something uh, very exciting uh, just come out that we would like to tell you about. Smile, our friends, you know, Gene Gray McDonald and Greg and the whole crew at Smile, formerly Smile Software, formerly Smile Software Consolidated Industries, LTD. Pretty soon they'll just be smooth. <laughs> they, uh, they have just released, if I may say, PDF Pen Pro 6. <gasps> Now, I know Gene Gray McDonald sent you a redeem for this. And yes. I, really, I really recommend you check this out. And they're also, just FYI, they're running out. These are running out of stock. They're almost selling out of these things. They're going so fast. Oh, there's almost so many of the Yeah, pens? I think there's only like a dozen left. <laughs> you can write upside down or in human blood. <laughs> and it's, it's literally the best pen you can buy. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole class of apps you can get um, on the desktop and particularly on uh, mobile devices that will let you do stuff to PDFs. Um, and, you know, I think PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro have been in front of that for a long time. But they, this <laughs> version 6 is pretty close to Disney magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will really, this is in show notes, but I really recommend, of course, the, uh, the unstoppable and very aged David Sparks has done a fantastic video uh, showing you the new features of PDF uh, Pen Pro 6. But uh, so in a nut, what do you do? Well, like a lot of these apps, you can open up a PDF and do stuff to it. You can scribble on it. You can type on it. You can do all these things. But it seems to me that like the first lifetime of PDF editing apps were very heavily edited on doing, um, doing stuff, almost like doing stuff to a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like you can annotate things. You can make a yellow arrow. Right. And that's been around for a while. I think things got better. And then all the apps kind of kept up with this idea that you could also select text. You could do different things. You guys got to check out this, this, this new version. Um, you can go to smellsoftware.com slash PDF pen. First of all, they've upgraded. And really, go check out David's video. It's terrific. They've upgraded the, um, the interface for this. It's now much easier uh, if I ever had any small beef with it, it's that I would forget where to go to select tools and I'd wonder why it switched back. It's, it's a very savvy app, but that, that always frustrated me a little bit sometimes. Um, that doesn't even make any sense. It would frustrate me sometimes. They've, their new interface is so great. When you select a tool, you see the sub-tools, like what you could do if you selected, you know, like a, you know, um, like a selection tool, you see the different selection options and so forth. All in a beautiful bar. It's very easy to do. That's a goodie. How about this one? This is the feature you're going to hate to love or love to hate. You can finally export into Word. I know you don't want to export into Word, but it's so great that you can now export into Word because I promise you there are people in your life who will demand that you send them things in Word. And if you're getting this, you're turning a PDF 
into a Word document. Mm -hmm. So, so pray on that for a minute. This is pretty big stuff, especially if you have a McJobby job. Um, I'm, I'm getting to the singer in a minute. Uh, you'll see all these features in that video. They have a whole library of like, uh, the, the technical term I think is scribbles. Like if you want to do like proofreading marks and stuff, they get a whole bunch of like drag and drop stuff. As ever, you can do amazing stuff with selecting text. But are you ready for this, Dan? This may be the single greatest thing in Western civilization. My biggest... B-I-T-C-H. With PDFs is... <laughs> I hate it when I get a PDF from somebody and they go, could you fill out this form? You know, like it's a contract or whatever. And it obviously if they had taken half a second to think about it, especially if they send it out a lot, they would have created form fields. Like a good form, when somebody sends you a PDF, you, yes, people, you can do this. Did you know that you can have form fields on a PDF where people don't have to like, you know, manually type over that, which is typing? Okay. PDF pen, Pro 6. You're on a page. It's got a bunch of boxes on it. You hit the dingus. It scans through the page and finds everything that it's pretty sure is a form field or a checkbox. How does it know? I have no idea. I have no idea. I have not tested this myself, but I saw it in the video and I've seen a couple of different people demonstrating it. This is going to save my life. It's, it's so, I mean, like to me, PDFs were such a great advance over faxes, but like PDF is kind of the new fax in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. It can be real frustrating to have to communicate with people in these things, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is that with this new version, they've made a huge leap forward into like making these truly interactive documents that make it easier for you. David even shows a demonstration where I have no idea how this works, but if you get a PDF that's all like, you know, not locked precisely, but like you can't do much with it, you can, it's not editable. You can take the PDF. I might be getting this slightly wrong, but I believe this is correct. You take the PDF, you export it as Word and then bring it back into PDF pen and it's editable because it was a Word document. Pretty brilliant hacks. But all I'm saying is if you have to do anything with PDFs, uh, you really need to look at this. It'll do iCloud syncing. Um, I believe that's accurate. It'll, is, is that not correct? You might need to get the App Store version. I, I do have the App Store version. That's the that's, one that that's I, what I, have that I well. get. I don't know if it's required to do that, but that's the one uh, that I always use. Well, then this is whenever I want to do a demo of uh, one of the very rare apps where iCloud actually works, this is it. It is really bananas to, to make an edit of something on your Mac glance over at your iPad and see that it's been updated on your iPad immediately. Um, if you do anything on the go, this is really, this is an app to look at. We love these guys. And I, I really, let's talk about damning with faint praise. I don't love doing stuff with PDFs, but when I do, it's like a snow shovel, you know, or a handgun. You're so glad <laughs> to have it when you need it, you know, in case you got to like, you know, shoot a belt buckle off of somebody or something. But, but this is so great to have for those times when you have got to deal with PDFs. And brother, if you're in academics, if you're in law, if you have to do stuff with PDFs all day long, you really, really need to look at this. If you've got iOS devices apart from your Mac, you really, really need to look at this. Um, and I really hope you will by going to smallsoftware.com slash PDF pen. I don't think our usual, I think Jane, uh, no, she off. says it's, uh, it's working. Let me make sure of that before I go into this. I think she's, uh, I think she's playing, uh, doing girls, girls, uh, girls, uh, coding rock guitar camp right girls now. Girls night she, out. She's, uh, you know, she does all these different camp things. It's really cool. Let's see if the page is up. No, she says it, it'll be up. Yeah. Yeah. No, she so. says it right there. Go on. But what you can do, what you can very safely do to know that you will find this fantastic app that you really should get today. How do is people to not use this? It's weird to me. And it, it is weird. It's, you know, like we were talking about, like you watch your relatives double click links and stuff like that. And it's just, it's, it's so, you're like, give me that, give me that. 
you know, please, like, I, I know I'm a nerd. I know you think I'm strange and, and watch too many cartoons. But like, please, let me just show you this thing that can help you so much. And, uh, and that's the people who listen to our show, the people who need things like this. Um, and so for, for, the, for the cost of, of a dinner that you would enjoy with a friend, you will get this thing that can change your workflow uh, considerably. You know, somebody like D Sparks and, and, or, or myself, like we'll live in text files all day long. We'll do markdown all day long. But brother, when, we, when you need to do something outside of that world, you want the sharpest knife that you can get. And uh, this is a pretty sharp knife. PDF Pen Pro 6, smallsoftware.com slash PDF Pen. And uh, our thanks uh, to, uh, to Smile and Jean Grey McDonald for uh, supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Did you know that? I didn't know this until I watched this video that David Sparks actually had some kind of like livestock lawn care and livestock uh, business. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the stuff that he does, I shouldn't say this. Is it okay if I say this? Is it all right? Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't listen. This show will never air. Okay. He's, he's here from American Express. <laughs> no. Um, he, um, Gary Glenn Ross. Mitch and Murray. Room. Mitch and Murray, I'm here from downtown. You are, it means you are wanting. Uh, no, no, but uh, you know the whole law thing's kind of a front? They call it a front. He, uh, David, quote unquote, practices, quote unquote, law, quote unquote, unquote, unquote. But, but Detecting really, he, form fields. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mostly farm animals. You know, uh, different kinds, I think. Animal does, husbandry. Emus, uh, torts. Uh, he's got, uh, I think he's got uh, heritage chickens, uh, voir dire, um, Episcopalians, uh, seed corn. Really, really, uh, everything that you would go through uh, getting your JD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good man. Mm-hmm. Oh, two, uh, two funny things, uh, just in, in passing, because yeah. we're running way over time. <laughs> two things. First of all, uh, boy, this is awesome. Um, uh, David and our, our friend Eddie Smith, uh, the wonderful Eddie Smith, have just put out a new Max Sparky field guide on Markdown, and it is really, really good. Yeah, this I, is a new, this is a tome. Man, David is uh, David got this fast. He got the iBooks author, you know, workflow, sell things <laughs> fast. David has written at real actual books made out of paper you can hold in your hand. But my gut is he's been much more successful uh, pushing out these these iBooks things, and it's amazing. He's done. He is really leveraging the medium, and he and Eddie did a fantastic job in this. If you hear us talking about Markdown, you're like, well, I don't know, you know. Rob Cordry finally doing the Markdown after years. We finally brought him around, and Rob doing the Markdown strong armed him. It's like when you get him in that police grip, and they're like, they immediately comply. Yeah, you make him a, make make a chokehold, right? And you get him get him in the prowler. Yeah, he uh, he actually mentioned on that episode with Brett that uh, that one of the episodes of Children's Hospital from last year was actually written in Markdown. He's looking at stuff like Fountain and uh, Highland and all these different ways. You know, no Fountain kidding. is like yeah, Fountain's pretty great, and um, Fountain is a um, I guess a, what would you call it a, a branch or a, a fork or fork. a tree? It's a fork. tree. It's a tree of of Markdown for writing fork. screenplays. Fork, fork in our uh, that's one. So seriously, guys, it's in show notes. Please go check that out. Um, I, uh, uh, my, my participation in this was extremely small. There's two short interviews that David did with me talking about how I use Markdown. What? Hang on a minute. Interview in a book? That's right. Audio. There's audio. There's video. This is the beauty part when you get one of these cool iBooks. It's got all this extra content in it, as you say. Uh, so please check that out. And the other thing is in a couple of days, I'll be doing my annual-ish visit to the Mac Power Users Program to talk about my workflow. So cool. It's a, it's a huge event and Katie can, can, can barely even seem slightly interested when I'm on, but cause it's, it's real, real dorky 
Um, but uh, what are we talking? We'll be talking about Evernote. We'll be talking about podcasting. We'll be talking about um, how the way that I work has changed uh, since I got an iPad Mini, and just updates on how I do stuff with text and uh, and whatnot. It's nice. a pretty popular episode each year. It is my one. Just for those of you who knew me in a previous life, it is the one time each year. It's like the Sadie Hawkins Day of productivity for me. It's the one day where I say, okay. I'm going to do nothing but talk about tips and tricks and how I work. And, this is basically, uh, it's your Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that's right. Where a, got, kid, yeah. a kid can be a kid. You yes. can just be yourself. You can go there and just be yourself. You ever think about those tokens? Yes, really, I have. You ever, you ever really think about them? No, yes, I have. Yeah. Yes. And it, I've, really, it, I've really thought about them, Dan. The yeah, thing, cool. here's what I do to kind of mitigate this. Okay. Whenever I go there with them, I'll go there and we'll go there like first thing in the morning. Fresh tokens. Because in my mind, like at a minimum, they've sat, they've been sitting in there for like 12 hours. They're less touched. They're cool. And if there are certain kinds of bacteria, the bacteria might have abated in that time. Something probably died because they're, it's darker, it's colder. And there's less, less cheese. Less has touched them, you know, if if you were just to take a token and put it down in the oh. dark for 12 hours, yes. most of what I'm worried about probably died. Here comes the email. No, I feel it. Do you feel it? This is the email about what we don't understand about contagion and disease. Right. And how, yeah. oh no. This I'm, the, not gonna, I'm not going to touch that. You know, the metastasizing, or what is the thing? Uh, sir, the, what's the thing that's a flesh, the flesh eater? Hmm? Oh, oh, you talking about the Ebola? No, the the one that eats that eats you, the flesh. Anyway, oh. that one I think can live for seventy two hours. So I don't know, but it feels oh, like oh. something. Well, can I just can I just paint you a picture, Dan? It's four thirty. There's been parties all day. Children have been touching pizza and Robotron, and then they get the tokens in their hand. They shove them in. Mm-hmm. They go back through. They've been passed through the digestive system of Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. They come out. It's now it's five o'clock, and you got a hot cheesy token in your hand. Can you even think about? It makes you want to make a paddle out of, out of paper towels and just lift the entire restaurant. Lock, stock, and barrel. Ugh, ugh. Did you ever see that documentary about the guy who bought the... Uh, what's the other one? What's the one that's not Chuck E. Cheese? What's the other one? What's Toys R Us. Yeah. He bought the entire band and has it like set up in his uh, house. Oh, what are you talking about? The monkey? What's the other one? Hey, hey, listeners, hit me on the Twitter. What's it called? What's the name of the documentary? Or in the chat room. What are you talking about? Okay, so um, there's, a, there's a guy who... You know, like you would see Pizza Time Theater? Showbiz type? Pizza? Showbiz Pizza. Is that, that's what JXPX is saying. Yeah, I like that guy. I'm using his keyboard right now, rubbing tokens on it. But this guy basically <laughs> went and bought the entire, like, that, that disturbing, like, wheezing, hissing, singing band of animals. And he has it, like, set up in his, in his house. He's got, like, this little Pizza Time Theater or whatever that he's made in his house. It's a hell of a documentary. I'll find it for notes. we got to wrap this up. Um... There, Moises is saying the Rockafire explosion. I never heard of that. Oh, that, I think that might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Cable, Cable uh, Sasser had a whole thing about this. I apologize. We'll find this for notes. I've never we been should... to that one. Yeah. Did they have I... that in Florida? Here it is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for, to Jay Withy hitting on uh, Showbiz Rockafire, Showbiz Pizza Rockafire explosion. Hmm. Oh, God. This is going to haunt my dreams. I, I don't like mechanical characters, Dan. I can barely stand Lincoln. You know? What, a Disney? Yeah, and is it Ben Franklin that walks down the steps now? Oh, I don't like, know. It's like it twenty years old now. You're hearing me talk, Billy 
Bob Broccoli's Looney Bird, Duke LaRue, Fats Geronimo. Uh, that's, a, that's a laugh fest. Baggy pants, guys. I guess I'm interested in this idea, though, of what, where, where does the emotion come into this? Like, if you, make, if you make a decision about some perceived fork in the road from a totally emotional standpoint, it might turn out well. But, and you will eventually probably come up with a story about how it worked out okay. On the other end, can you be totally Spock and make a 100% logical decision? Well, not really. Like, if you just sat down in a spreadsheet, as I have done, mm. I'm a total spreadsheet nerd, I, and I can sit there and do the dollars, dollars and cents on something. I can even get... In my, in my 43 folders day was when I was really a mess about oh, stuff that's like, when you were Merlin Mann back in the... I remember that. Yes. Remember how I looked then? Yeah, I do. Handsome. Handsome glasses. You had your hair that's done. It's, it's, I saw a picture of you recently. Yeah. Different. 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 Oh, did you see that photo of me yes. with uh, GXPX? Yeah. Yeah, I was Different. wearing shoes. Yeah. Um, but I could do that. And, and there are times, especially when I was doing a lot more speaking stuff, for example, where I, I would... I didn't trust my own intuition or I had too much going on to trust my intuition. Let me put it that way. And so I would actually come up with, I would try to come up with this series of like ratings and heuristics to say, to figure out, for example, this is so embarrassing. Like to figure out what to charge somebody for something. I would have like what I, what kind of like what I thought, what my rack rate was, like what I thought it was worth. Was it out of the Bay Area? Was it out of California? And that got a certain weighted number assigned to it. Um, and then I would say like whether I like working with the person and whether I thought they were a tool, like whether it was a nonprofit. This is so stupid. But this is an example of me trying to fight the idea of just emotion. Because I might really, you know, if I went with my emotions about a decision, I might totally lowball because I'm kind of bad with stuff like that. I might, you know what I mean? I, if, I, I wouldn't, if I didn't trust my own emotions and decision making, like then I would try and be really logical and I would start, you know, shaving a yak to come up with this result where mm-hmm. I would just end up going with my intuition anyway. I don't know where the balance is, but there's, it seems to me there's something to this. And I guess I'm wondering if you tease this out on your show is understanding why it is, what is the intolerable, intolerable thing? And, and maybe the, there's the intolerable thing that makes you want to, as they say, quit. But what are you quitting for? What are you quitting toward? Right? If you're, I think it's one thing to say, I've been locked naked in a closet by a cult for five years and I'm ready for a change. That is certainly a great time to say, I don't know what my plan is, but I need to get out of here. Yeah, That's an extreme example of, I'm not sure what's going to come next, but I really need to get out of this. Yes, this happens with relationships. It certainly must happen with jobs. But like, boy, don't you wish there were more things that were that clear? Maybe not involving a closet. I don't think there's that many things where it's that clear. And I, I think... I think the story we end up telling ourselves sometimes is we reacted, we ended up reacting so emotionally to something and quitting or making the change. And then we'll, the story that we'll come up with was that that turned out okay because of A, B, and C. But like, how do you get in front of that? Like when people call you up and it seems like a lot of people call you up really largely to say thank you and to say they appreciate what you said. But like, how would you advise people about debugging that, troubleshooting that and realizing if this is a question that makes sense, how, how do you, how do you, help people understand what to move toward rather than simply what to move away from. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that is so at the heart, I think of every one of the, like we, the calls that come in, because I think people are very much trying to figure this out. And a lot of the time they're not they They don't always call in saying, I hate this. I got to get out of here. A lot of the time they call in saying, what should I do? And turn like you like you always do. You it's about it's about redirection. Taking a turn it, taking it, turning it, 
And it's like, is it, uh, what's the one that uh, Seagal used to do? Steven Seagal? The ponytail? Yeah, him. What was his martial, uh, his martial oh, art? What uh, is that one? I think um, uh, the monk's fat slap. No, I don't know what it's this called. This is where you don't, you don't, you, it's not really about hitting people. It's simply about redirecting oh, their energy. Oh, you mean like, like Aikido? Aikido. Aikido's the best. That's the one. Aikido, I explained this to my daughter two days ago. There's a big Aikido movement at, at, at my college. Aikido, if I understand it correctly, it's, you know, like in judo, it's like the opposite of judo. Judo, as I understand it, and please, please email down. But in judo, you use somebody's movement and decisions against them. Right. And in Aikido, the goal is to defend yourself where A, you don't get hurt, but B, the person attacking you doesn't get hurt either. Right. It's just, you're, you're sending right? them away. Something yeah. like that. You're lead, they, so they throw a punch. You lead their momentum away by sort of tur- turning them away. You redirect their energy into something like a roll. Right. So you're flipping them and you just roll them right down the mountain. So this is the, the kind of thing that you want. You want these people to direct their energy into not, I'm really unhappy, but where do you want to be? What is your goal? What do you want to be doing? How can we figure out in the five minute phone call that we have what it is that you really want to do? Because you, what you're, what people start out often saying is, I hate it here. I want to quit. Or I, I feel unhappy. What should I do? It's looking, turning around and saying, what is, okay, I know you're unhappy now, but where is it that you think you're going to go? What is your goal? What is it that you think you're going to try and accomplish by leaving? What does, right. where does leaving put you? And if it puts you in a situation that might actually be worse than where you are right now, well, then don't do that. I should start taking a, a tally of how many people actually tell to, to leave because the show's called Quit, and that, I think that actually puts, puts people off a little bit. Well, and it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a misnomer because it depends on who's calling and what you're talking about. Right. But, um, I mean, if there's, it's just to make it really uh, fruity, it isn't really, a, it's not, not about quitting your job so much as your attitude. That's right. That's pretty good. You want to use that? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start using that. <laughs> right? But I mean, you, know, I, you got me. Can I use that? Do I need, is there a licensing? Yes, yes. I, I, I will. Fee? This is my waiver. I, I will waive that. All right. um, anything I got, is, it's yours. Um, we should wrap this up probably. But yeah. Hmm. Would you, um, I really want to twist your arm. Do you think you would want to maybe put two or three of your favorite episodes of the show into show notes? Oh, so sure. I, yeah, I'd love to do that. Because you know you can annotate those now. I just added a note to the Aikido section uh, with the Aikido section of Steven Seagal's Wikipedia page. <laughs> very Cause cool. Because that's how I do. That's very right. Um, this is a very, very obvious thing. And like so many things in life, it's the obvious that must be said. Um, uh, this is probably one of like Zeno's paradoxes. But, you know, if, you, um, if you're going to leave this particular piece of space, you go ha- have to go inhabit another piece of space. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're on a plane, if you leave one seat, you can stand up for a while, but you better either get back into that seat or go find another one. Mm-hmm. You can't just stand on the plane. And um, I, I think this is something we internalize as we get older, but it is obvious. But if you, you can't just, you don't get to go into some kind of limbo that's equivalent in uh, existential satisfaction uh, just because you leave something. Right. And, you know, I guess you could say like, oh, you know, I'm really burned out from this job. Uh, maybe you're one of those extremely rare people that saves some money and you could say, okay, look, you know, 
Um, wasn't that you? You told me about this a long time ago, didn't you? Didn't you tell me this? The friend of yours who would work really hard for a while and then travel for a while and then go back and work for a while. Yeah, yep. Like maybe you can do that. I think that's not certainly not the way that my brain and savings patterns have worked. But you certainly could do that if you've got that flexibility. Then you could say you can go in like a gentleman and say, "Look, I, I it's time for me to take one of my breaks. Maybe I'll come back and be refreshed." But I'm giving you, let's say, you know, a month or six weeks, you know. Boy, how different is that from going in and screaming and having some George Costanza moment, you know, with, with your boss? Mm-hmm. Boy, nothing makes you less powerful than yeah. going in with something like you think you think you're such a badass when you do that, but you're really such a dope when you do that. You've lost all power. At that point, when you take on to that level of emotion, you kind of lost it. But when you leave a job, you're either going to go to another job or you're not going to go to another job. Maybe you're going to go to the couch. Maybe you're going to go to a marathon of House of Cards. I prefer the English one, but, but you know, it's, it's worth thinking about like, what is that other void that you're going to, what are you going to walk into once you're out of there? We should return to this cause this is good. This is a good one. <sighs> but uh, before we go, will you tell me about uh, something uh, that you like? Oh yes, I can do that. That's fine. I, I, you know, can I, I got to tell you, Dan, <laughs> can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah, hi, yeah. <laughs> hi, hi. Have, have you ever had trouble finding the proper images for your different sorts of tote bags or your web project? Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is coming. You, it's all coming had, back to me. Hi. Have you had difficulty browsing white or brown colored objects on your iDevice? Before you answer. <laughs> it's still all it's still all in there. It's just packaged up. It's just bottled up. You know what it is? I got it. You know what? Give me give me two more episodes and it'll all be back. Hi. 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 Hey, hey there he is. That's Hi. better. Hi, can I ask you a question? Um, you want to tell me about something you like called Shutterstock? Shutterstock.com. Shutterstock. They have 20 million stock photos. They have vectors. They have illustrations. They have video clips. They have everything that you could possibly need. So let's say you go and you build that site over on Squarespace, and now you're writing posts. And you know what you would like to do? You would like to have a beautiful image in that post. Or maybe you're building a website, and you are crafting a brand new presence for yourself, for your brand. Whatever it is, maybe you just have an iOS app and you want to have a cool background. You know these weather maybe apps that always have cool background. Maybe you just need a picture of a hot air balloon. Whatever. 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 You can uh, you can go in there, and and you can uh, you can create all of this stuff just by going to Shutterstock.com. Shutterstock.com has it all. Everything vectors, logos. You know, they even have little icons and stuff like that that you can use in your applications, your websites and things like that. It's amazing. I'm going to go, well, you keep talking. I'm going to go grab my iPad. I'm going to, I'm going to literally do this light box while you're talking. Do keep the talking. thing. Cause they, what they have is they have an iPad app and it's really, really beautiful. Yes. You can do all of this stuff on the website. No problem. Do it on the website. No problem. But if you have an iPad, it's a free app. And you create these things called light boxes where you take the images or the vectors, the icons, whatever it is. You take those and you start organizing them and you categorize them. So Merlin can go there and he can create a beautiful Aikido. light box. Aikido. I just made one. I got Aikido pictures. Then, then he can make that and then he can share it. He can share it with me. And I can say, well, I like these three out of there. And then he can go and buy those. Mm-hmm. Or you can collaborate with other designers. You could show your client, here's the kind of imagery that I was thinking for this brochure that we're putting there. Whatever. It's a beautiful, beautiful system. And here's how it works. You sign up for a free account. It'll let you browse and organize Lightbox. You can do all of this stuff. You don't have to use a credit card, none of that nonsense. 
And then when you find the images that you want to purchase, you're ready to go. You're ready to say yes. Back to work three. Back to work and then the number three. 30% 30 off. What? That's a lot. It's a lot of That's a lot of percent. This is so great. I just did a search on Aikido. And I pulled up, it comes with a beautiful page. I'll put these in, uh, in show notes. Um, beautiful page full of images. And then for, it's, it's all in like a, I don't know what you describe, not a, a, almost like a mosaic. Like it's very easy to browse. I click on one of those images and I can then see, so maybe two thirds of the, you know, uh, landscape is taken up by the image. And then on the right, you see similar images. <laughs> so based on all these criteria, like are there figures in it? Is it black and white and so forth? You can click on similar images Right, because this is how your brain works. Right, it's almost like it's very much like mind mapping. You follow your nose. And here's what I love, though. You can click on keywords, and so I'm looking at these guys doing Aikido, and there's just there's a butt ton. This is a technical term of uh, of different keywords: uh, actions, adult, aggression, Aikido, arts, Asian, authority, battle, belt, black, uh, combative. <laughs> I will click on combative. And see <laughs> this is good. Start a new search with this keyword, and there it goes. And uh, oh boy, everybody's oh, there's a lot of ladies in little tops with boxing gloves. <laughs> blue blue boxing gloves. I think that might be my new special thing, and I keep, I add those to the I add those to the box. I can I you know I think I'm out of room for special things, but I always open a new drawer. Um, this is a this is so terrific, and it works with the way my stupid brain operates. I am one of those people. I don't talk about it because it's embarrassing, but I love things like mind maps. I love things like outlining. I, I, I'm not the kind of person who could write something from beginning to end straight through. I've never written anything to the end, but but. I really love that idea of saying, oh, it's almost like free association, right? And in this case, you can come up with ideas you didn't even know you had all from the comfort of laying back with your iPad. I know I always talk about the iPad app because that's the way I like to use it. But seriously, guys, just go sign up. It's a, it's a free account. Am I wrong? It is totally free until you want to buy something. So yeah, you yeah, can spend you can all of your time browsing. You can be you on could, there forever. You can put ladies with blue boxing gloves into boxes. I call it boxing uh, for, for, for it was, uh, as long as you want. And, uh, you know, like I say, Dan, I love a purpose-built iOS app. You can tell when somebody has slapped something together to put something on the store, you know. Uh, but this is a really beautiful app and uh, a smart company. So uh, I really recommend you check it out. And then where do they go to sign up for that, Dan? Uh, it's uh, very easy, shutterstock.com. And then the code there, back to work three for 30% off. 30% off. Beautiful pretty thing. Good. Pretty good. I wish I'd learned Aikido. We did a thing in New College called, um, what do they call it? Um, ISP. And so in January, we had a weird schedule. We had, this is what they call it, uh, 414. You do like four months of, you know, like a semester. You get one month of independent study and then four months of, uh, you know, another semester. And you get, had to pick your own independent study project. And a bunch of my friends ended up doing Aikido and they, and they loved it. Now, 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 what more? You've taken martial arts. What have you taken? Uh, judo for the longest time. And you was, took judo? Yeah, I had to. Oh, oh, I had really? to. Is the kickstand in your face? The Charles Atlas problem? N a lot of beaches in Florida, uh, Dan. Charles Atlas. Uh, no, I'm going to catalog that. Uh, no, because I was, uh, I was uh, not the biggest kid ever in class. I was pretty short. And uh, low center of gravity works well with judo. I didn't like the idea of punching people. Yeah, um, Taekwondo is pretty mean. Yeah, it's very mean. Uh, and you know, you know what they would the the big kids would always try and throw their literally like use their their weight and their height. And if you knew how to like sort of flip someone down, you get them on the ground, they lose a lot of their. Yeah, and also if uh, if if you know they they try and trip you, and if you know how to not to be tripped, tripping was very big, very popular. 
when I was uh, isn't judo kind of all about throws? It's more about throwing, but but part of the throw is uh, involves your feet and your feet in a certain position that it's harder for you to be flipped or thrown. And if somebody else is uh, is trying to push you over or trip you, uh, if you know how to, you know, you can you can be a short person and uh, a, a tall person can be flipped or something by you. I guess. I didn't do it for all a lot of bullies. A lot of bullies are big and uh, a lot of bullies are big and they have not been tested that many times by an adversary who is not that afraid of them. You mean like in chess? Mm hmm. Sure. Yeah. They haven't been castled or docked. Right. They haven't been queened. Um, (laughs) Wait, what are we talking about? Urban dictionary. And um, yeah, I've been trying to teach my daughter that about like above anything, everything else, keep your center of gravity, like Mm -hmm. keep your feet together. And you know, you don't want to just be swinging. I've been showing her how to do a knife block, you know, just because that seems like kind of a good one to start with. Mm-hmm. How long did you do judo? Not all that long. Um, do you ever have to use it? I mean... You're, you're, you ever take a bitch down? Did what I had to do. Let's put it that way. I mean, you know, you don't start I mean, a fight, everybody, you did, everybody come, did anybody ever come and like and, and roll you for your lunch Like, money? come at me, bro, and like mm-hmm. settle it? No. But you knew you could. I mean, you know, you can take care of yourself. You grew up in Philadelphia. You have to know how to not be tripped at the very least. <laughs> that was my goal was just to not get tripped anymore. Have a nice trip. <laughs> yeah. So I used it in the sense that I used it to not get tripped as often. You know what? I think and tripping myself that, was bad enough. Some days that's the best you can do is to be tripped not quite as often. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wonderful, wonderful schools I went to. Yes, let's. Okay. Want to button this up? Yes, let's. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs>